ready. Welcome to episode 29 of the Go Get Em Agility podcast. My name is Margaret Hughes and I'm here with my daughter, Emma Hughes. Hi everybody. Hi Emma. Today we're talking about why I make my students go back and repeat a sequence when something goes wrong. Or why as a handler you might want to repeat a sequence when it goes wrong. Yes. And how if you if you don't go back and set the sequence back up again, you're not addressing the deep-rooted problem that may be in your either your handling or the dog skill. Mm, yeah. So let's talk about the dog skill first because going back and repeating a sequence if you get it wrong. Let's pretend that the sequence is tunnel, jump, jump, rear cross, jump. Yeah. Okay. And the dog uh, doesn't get the rear cross. So either they turn the wrong direction, they knock a bar, they don't take the bar at all, something along the lines that the rear cross wasn't read correctly. Okay, yeah. All right. But, so you've done the tunnel, you've done the, the one jump, you're on the rear cross jump, and they get it incorrect. You just pick up on, instead of going back and doing the rear cross again, you just pick up on the next right. jump and continue. It kind of depends on your environment too, I suppose. Um, I think we're talking about in training, aren't we? If you're doing oh, a yeah. course in training when you're allowed to go back whenever you want. Because I understand if you get a long sequence wrong in a course, in a trial environment, it can be kind of hard to collect yourself and get back to where, you know, to know where you went wrong on that course on that day. So we're talking about practice, aren't we? Practice. Yeah, okay. No, I'm not talking about a fix and go. Right. In a trial. Right. I'm not talking about in a trial environment at all. I'm talking about you're practicing either mm -hmm. in a group class or in a private or by yourself. Mm -hmm. So when, when my students make a mistake in a sequence, the first thing that I want to know is, is it a dog training problem, a dog skill problem, or is it a handler timing problem? And sometimes it's a little bit of both because the dog's freshly new on the skill. Um, and then other times there's a clear uh, distinction between dog problem and handler problem. Right. So let's address the dog problem first. The dog training part of going back and fixing a sequence. If it's a dog skill, then don't bother going back and doing the sequence right. again. And by dog skill, we mean like your dog basically doesn't know how to do a rear cross. They've never seen it before in their lives. Or they're not familiar enough with it to know what your word or what your motion um, says. And so they won't equate anything with rear cross. So that's a dog skill. Right. Exactly. They don't know to turn away from you. I mean, it could be any part, any one part of what you just mentioned. It could be that the physical ability and understanding that they can turn their head away from you isn't even there. Right. Then there's, they don't know the hand signal right or they don't know the verbal right or right? They, they've never done it on a jump before maybe exactly so the jump can create a whole other the, the bar itself can create a whole other complicated um, skill set for the dog right all right so if you if your dog if you've narrowed it down to either the dogs never learn the skill or the dog's very fragile on the skill or the dog hasn't done the known skill in a new environment then don't bother going back and doing three obstacles prior because your focus for the dog should be on that skill either in the new 
established um, stressor, the new established area, not, area is not the right word, uh, um, location, yeah. venue location or practice location, or the skill itself just needs more training. And let's not forget that training a dog on your right side is not the same as training your dog on the left side. Mm, true. So make sure that you're doing both sides because a rear cross goes both directions yeah. eventually and you want the skill on both sides. So dogs and handlers are both can be both dominant on one side versus the other, just like we're right and left-handed. Yeah. And it's okay to prefer a side. I prefer my left side because I'm left-handed, but don't favor that all the time. You know, if you, you know, you'll physically like go to another side of a jump just to stay on your left side. That's um, going to be more of a hindrance than anything else. I mean, you can, but should you? No. <laughs> Agreed. Train both sides. Yeah. Um, go more dom- more heavy on your less dominant side than yeah. your other all right so if it's a dog skill don't bother going back and training five obstacles back three obstacles back sit there in that skill that the skill that's an issue and work the skill so that leaves us with handler skills handler skills and handler skills includes not only uh, timing mm. but also location motion which is part of timing right you gotta yeah. be in the right place at the right time and i suppose location's also part of timing motion or whatever what did i say i forget what i said now but um okay so what other things though um so for the rear cross one of the main things with the rear cross is is the pressure onto the line right um and also the slight rotation of your shoulders towards the 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 center of the bar the line that you want your dog on yeah Uh, because if we're pulling our shoulders away from our dogs and not giving any indication of pressure then they're going to keep jumping on the lead that they're already on. Yeah. So one of the things that makes the rear cross difficult is the change of leads for the dog to turn a new direction. And if you don't know what leads are, do we have to uh, go into leads? Horse people do leads, right? Yeah, horse. Yeah, it's, horse, it's, it's horse. The, the paw, the leg that the dog is leading with, right? And so when they take a jump, they will take a jump on their left lead, starting with their left foot. If they take a jump on their right foot first, you can see it really nicely in pictures, um, straight on pictures. They're jumping with their right foot first in the air. They're on their right lead. And that changes as you switch around the uh, the course. Yeah, the side, the, the direction the dog is going. Yes. Now, what's interesting, though, just a little tangent here on leads, is that horses, horses have two leads. Okay. So when they're in a canter or a gallop, their right foot and their their right front foot and their right back foot will both be forward on the right side. Dogs can actually have their right front foot forward and their left back foot forward. So dogs have a different Mm -hmm. style of, and you'll see that very clearly on on collection jumps, as they come around like the back side of a jump, they will be on one lead on their back end and on another lead on their front end. How interesting. So they do change depending on the, the type of jump that they're coming from and their training. Um, and just naturally, they'll throw out different leads. But besides that, for most dogs, when they're going to turn right to left or left to right, they're going to definitely change their front lead. So that's their front foot, the right going right, turning right, they're going to have their right front foot forward. Turning left, they're going to have their left front foot forward. And... So if the timing of the handler is off, then their leads will be off and they won't necessarily get the turn for the rear cross. And the timing of that should be subject to them knowing that turning information before they lift for the jump, Mm. right? And so, okay, so if it's a timing issue, 
then I absolutely want my handlers to go back and repeat the sequence. But I also want to be careful that we don't get the dogs being discouraged. Right. And so it's very important that if it's a handler timing issue, which I'm not convinced every handler realizes oh, right? their timing. Once you get past a certain point in training, I would venture to say that 90% of agility mistakes are made by handlers. Like once you get into like an advanced open-ish for AKC people, once you your dog like learns everything and they kind of learn how to predict you, you run, you've been doing agility for say like maybe three years now, kind of doubt it's the dog anymore, you know? Yeah, if you know that you've trained the skill, then it does come down to yeah. handler timing. Of course, every dog's different, but... Yes, there's always you know. going to be an exception to yeah, the rule. Yeah, we can always make that case, so... So, then it, it I guess it... it begs the opportunity that if the dog makes a mistake on a say a rear cross then we can quantify that it's a handler mistake yeah especially right? rear crosses rear crosses are so hard um as a handler especially if you have a dog that's um maybe not as obstacle focused as you would like and you kind of have to help them over the jumps each time and you know all these different things come into rear crosses i think we've chosen a very good um uh, example example yeah because rear crosses are i think one of the biggest handler mis error handler error crosses that you can do um, or it moves in general right and so that's why i want people to go back to help perfect that timing but you know where you may actually benefit more on learning the timing of a rear cross it's on a tunnel oh yeah a straight tunnel oh yeah right because dogs will naturally just go into a tunnel and they can go in without knocking the bar they can go in you know not lose confidence mm -hmm. necessarily they they can lose confidence on a tunnel but they're less likely to right right and so if you're not sure if your timing is right on 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 a rear cross then a straight tunnel is going to either a tell you that your timing was off or b tell you their timing's on yeah. so and how is that because if a dog goes into a straight tunnel and they don't read the rear cross before going in or as they go in, they'll come out of the tunnel on the wrong, going the wrong direction. Yeah, I agree. And by straight tunnel, we mean like straight, straight tunnel, no curve at yeah. all. Because uh, any curve will shoot your dog out in the direction, you know, that it that it curves to. Uh, which more often than not is the direction that you're in. Um, yeah, so if you're going to do a curve, the curve wants to be at the entrance. Yes. Right? Yeah, because, even then, yeah. Because then the dog can has a, has an easier time to change lead inside the tunnel. Yeah. Then if, it, if it's on an exit, they can still ch change leads and, you know, a, a tunnel bending left, a dog can still turn right of out course, of it. Of course, yeah. But yeah, That's... take take out that factor, take out that that variable of yeah. of which lead they come in out on, and straight tunnel with a rear cross. If they don't read your motion going in or your side change rather, if they don't read your side change going in, then they're going to come out going the incorrect direction. Right. But they also have to be taught how to do a rear cross on a tunnel. Period. <laughs> Yeah. Right? Otherwise, they'll spin. They won't go in all together. They'll pull off. Yeah, then so, we're just embarrassed. Yeah, yeah, so there's a commitment issue, uh, a commitment training for rear crosses. So, A, make sure that your rear cross is trained on a tunnel, that your dog is willing to read it and actually go in, and then work your timing on the tunnel. 
you can work your timing on a jump too, but I think the tunnel's a little more forgiving as far as making the dog upset that yeah. they think they get it wrong, right? I agree. So, it, tunnels are self-rewarding, aren't they? A little bit. So. Yeah, for most dogs they are. All right, so um let's so let's talk about other reasons why I I mean that's the main reason that I want to I I send people back is because yes, I know that you can go on, but we haven't helped you fix the problem that's creating the problem in the first place my orchestra teacher used to do it, make us do that all the time we would if you got a note wrong instead of just playing the note again he's like well, what's the point you know the note yeah so you know the note in isolation but you don't know the note with this entire um piece so we would have to go back to you know the first second measure two measures before and play it um in you know at speed and i think that's the whole point of my point of coming back to a beginning of a sequence is because you want it at speed anybody can do you know a front cross a blind cross even sometimes a rear cross in isolation because that's the first thing that we teach dogs is how to do a rear cross can we do it at speed because that's what matters right that's yeah. the only thing that matters is can we do it you know in a trial environment and that's if you're you know you want to go trialing and all that but even it's but just for cleanliness it's it looks nice it looks pretty well um, and it, it's yeah. more if, if you get it your timing right the dog loves it yeah it's fine the dog's like yeah i'll turn this direction for you yeah they would much rather every time that the handler gets their timing wrong the dog blames themselves oh yeah they're like, oh my gosh, I really thought we were going this way. And then all of a sudden you went, oh no, that's not right. And a dog that is not resilient to getting things wrong can can go inward. Yeah, they'll shut down. Right? They'll shut down. Absolutely. Eli gets things wrong all the time. But I've taught him that it's okay to get things wrong right. and he'll still get rewarded. Right. Even though he's getting things wrong or my timing's off, it, it the the way that I've taught him to be resilient about it, it works for me. And so I can make more handler mistakes with him, even at this young age, and he's willing to stick with me and try it again. Yeah. Millie was exactly the same Millie with you. Millie was good, yeah, because I mean, you're what, I'm what, six years old? Six-year-olds make a lot of mistakes. Um, Dottie's not very resilient to being wrong. I mean, I don't know why, I've never been cruel to her or anything. I think she's just a very soft dog naturally. Um, and she actually, uh, you guys, if you ever watch us at a trial, you might be able to see it. If you are our uh, UKI trial this past weekend, you definitely saw it. Um, Let's not she, talk about that. <laughs> she um, has this thing where when we end a course run in a trial, she equates the leash coming on to being wrong. And so she won't come to me sometimes. Um, if you watch us at trials, generally she'll do a little spin. I promise her that she's doing good. And then she gets on leash and then we run and get treats because she sees it as punishment. And so she's blaming herself. She's had a beautiful run. She's run clean. She's gotten a cue. Um, in her case, you know, she got a bye to Florida and she still saw herself as wrong. She's like, no, I'm not going to come to you. You've got a leash and you're mad at me. And I've never been mad at her Well, ever. you were mad at her on that first run. Well, yeah, but I, she didn't know I, that. She, I think she did. She did. Well, she might have. I, I think she did. I think I she's that sensitive. I never have gotten mad at Dot to be like, oh, I'm going to hit you or oh, I'm going to yell at you, right? Like, right. I'd never do that to her. But it doesn't matter. She reads you like a book. Right. And she's a very soft dog. Yeah. And, and I, w w what was it? She did a wrong course, right? Yeah. And I think that just that one little gasp of like, yes. oh, oh. That, that was enough for her. She yeah. hadn't hung out with you a lot for two years. Right. It was your first trial back. And yeah, she... 
she really like, slowed oh. down the rest of the run. Yeah. And I think she was seriously affected by just being wrong. Yeah, she knew she was wrong. And she's, she's, we kind of have a pattern now, I think, where if I go, Dottie, no, 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 no. And because sometimes that works. Sometimes she will stop and go, oh, I'm wrong. And she'll come back to me. And all we've got is just a refusal. Um, and this time she didn't listen to me. That was okay. You know, she went into the wrong course tunnel. It's all good. Um, but I think she heard, no, 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 no. And she's like, oh, God, I've done it now. I'm in for it now, you know. Yeah. She's never hit me in six years, but today might be the day, you know. Well, and I think and... it was the stress of the environment, too. Right? Yeah, but she she, has... she's not. That doesn't normally affect her. No, I know, but she hasn't been with you for two years. It was your first trial back. You yeah. haven't practiced with her. No. I think you took her out once before this trial. Right. So you really haven't practiced with her too terribly much. Yeah. Um, uh, and I think that you, you probably just gave off enough probably. of a... Ugh, yeah, that she went inward. Yeah, she's like, oh god, right. And my point in saying all this is that you can have a beautiful run, and if you know, you're like, oh man, you know, we missed that one thing. That's okay. That's more things to work on. You know, you think that so subconsciously. I, you know, never crossed my mind to be angry at her. Yeah, you know, like, oh my god, dot, and she still felt it. Yeah, she's and... like, oh, okay, we're I'm wrong, and, and she automatically blamed herself. It was my fault for that off course, and she still blamed herself because they don't know. They don't right. speak English. And then she she displaced it by not getting back on leash. Yeah, and then we had to like lure her out of the arena. It was so embarrassing. <laughs> it was so embarrassing that whenever somebody asks me now, Emma, what's the most embarrassing moment of your life? That's that's it. gonna be it. Oh my gosh! I was not, like so crying. Not, not Jinx pooing in the ring. Oh, anymore. that was bad. It used to be when I stalled my car when I first bought it. I was like, "Yeah, I can drive stick," and then stalled it immediately upon purchasing it. Um, I couldn't get it out of the driveway. So you're not very resilient. So there's one. You're not very <laughs> now. Dottie's taking the top spot. You're you're not very resilient to getting things wrong. No, then. God, no. I. I, that's kind of why I don't like seminars because if they're like, wow, this is fundamentally wrong in your training and now you're going to be stuck with this for the next six hours and everybody knows it. No. Ooh. What? No, you got to yeah. take that as a learning opportunity. Yeah. I used to have a teacher in grade school that would say, Emma, uh, I forget exactly what she said, but she's like, I require you to raise your hand at least twice a day and answer something because I was so scared of raising my hand and getting things wrong and speaking in front of people. And it's the same with dogs, right? Your dog's like, well, I'm not going to put myself out there and run with you anymore because I, I keep getting things wrong and they just, they don't understand. Um, I've gone off on a tangent now. Well, a little bit, but it's an interesting tangent because the, yeah, the dogs go into what is called learned helplessness. Yeah. And where they just stop doing anything altogether and need to recuperate yeah. before they can come back. And that's in a trial environment, though. Yeah, right? you can probably see it a few times in um, uh, practice. Yeah, no, you can definitely see it in practice. And so um, the teaching our dogs how to be resilient to that and us learning how not to show them our disappointment is a little tough, I guess, for some people. Yeah. You know who taught me how to be positive with your dog even when they get it wrong because you know i mean you obviously have been very positive since day one but i remember a few years ago i signed up uh for jordan biggs's um class on running contacts and i remember dot had a really she struggled a lot with it and that was okay you know i'd be like oh no dot that's okay try again and i remember jordan always said oh don't tell her no just don't say anything you know say oh let's try again you know and put her back on 
and I would watch her videos, Jordan's videos, of her dogs getting things wrong, and I was just astounded by how positive she was the entire time, and her dogs, it, you know, it showed her dogs were like, yeah, okay, let's do it again. And I had never considered that saying no had that big of an effect. I'd never considered that you could just move on that quickly and say, oh, that's okay. Here's another rep, let's see if we can get it right this time. I had it in my head, I'm like, no, she has to know when she's wrong. And it taught me, no, 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 it's okay. She probably knows that she's wrong, and let's try again. Um, I was very mm -hmm. impressed with well, that. Well, my nope, 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 I have two of them. I have nope, nope, or oops. Yeah, I uh, tried that with Dot for a while, and she figured it out. So she's like, no. Both of them, though, for me, just mean try again. Yeah. I don't know or 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 stop doing what you're doing, but let's try something else. Yeah, I think mine's just like, okay, come here and let's you know regroup. I don't have a word for it because I think she'll figure it out. She figured out no 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 means that she's wrong, and now she's run with it. She's like, oh my gosh. By she I mean dot. Well, and I don't say mine really on purpose. No, I don't. Mine is just naturally that's yeah. what comes out of my mouth. I don't train a nope cue. Um. Well, I take that you know, back. I do say that for um, if if a dog misses their weaves when we're training weaves, yeah. uh, I will. I don't want them to go the full length of, well, of yeah. six poles or twelve poles, and so I will give them a go ahead and come out of it cue, right. or go ahead and stop trying. Let's do it again cue. Yeah. Um, but it's never enough where they're they're shutting down and not trying again. Yeah. So it's just nope. Try again. And it's exactly like that almost. Yeah. Nope, try again. And just to give them information, and then when I don't say anything, they're right. Mm, yeah. Right? So, um, and then a yes at the very, very yeah, end. Yes. The cookie's yeah. coming. But um, for, so I, I in, sometimes I do with Eli, but we've gone off on a tangent because well, I actually had a my question, point. Though. Go ahead. Oh, my question was, when you say Eli, let's say he's doing something wrong. Let's say you've sent him over a jump on, you know, no bars or he's anything. He's not jumping no, yet. No, yeah, yeah, let everybody know. I mean, jump as in stanchions. Uh, he, he's so around a jump stanchion. Yeah, around a okay. jump stanchion, and he goes the wrong way. When do you tell him no? At what point? When he when his nose comes around? Because I used to do that with Dot. I'd be like, oh, no, 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 and I'd call her back. And we actually did it once in a trial. I'll see if I have a video I can find for you. Um, she was about to go around the backside. I said, oh, no, 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 and she actually came around and did the front side and all we did was get a refusal and that was bad though because she's like oh god i'm wrong you know she corrected herself it was okay but um i want to know at what point do you tell him no do you let him complete it sometimes yeah okay most times right now yeah well it's just he's so quick on one stanchion well it's not even that he's quick it's that i don't really care well yeah he's is he six so, months he's no he's almost seven yeah coming up on going he's into a his baby yes might be seven months today, actually. Wow. Yeah, this week. So, yeah, because if I tell him, get back, get back, and he goes the wrong, and he just takes the jump regularly, I just, like, oop, jump, try again. And it, I guess I just withhold reward. But then sometimes I'll give him a reward to reset him. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. I'm, all right. Anyway, we kind of gone on a little tangent Yeah, here we like doing this. All on, hashtag unscripted, as they say. We are unscripted. We are. We found out that. that a lot of podcasters do scripts. Write out their entire script. Hello. My <laughs> name is Emma. Maybe we should do I that. do dog agility. <laughs> okay, no, my point is that when a dog gets it wrong, that means the handler's gotten it wrong. Right. And... I want to send the handler back to the beginning of where that problem started, you know, beyond, be, beyond the beginning to 
recreate the problem to see if the handler can learn better mm. timing or better skills. Right. Right. Rather than just picking up. I mean, sometimes I do have them pick up right where they messed up. It really, really, really depends on the dog. Yeah. Okay. And it, and it depends on whether or not why the handler got it wrong. Yeah. But if it's a consistent handler timing issue, then I think we need to pinpoint how and why. Uh-huh. And, and, and I think that this is where video, although video, video is, is, is irreplaceable for seeing that once you once the behavior is going doing video and looking back on your video and analyzing your own video yeah it's two hours later three hours later four hours later right from and and the the moment is gone that's why you should invest in a class so your teacher can tell you <laughs> <laughs> that does help sometimes but but i've had i've had I've watched students in other people's classes where the and, and even in my class where the behavior was incorrect and they went on, yeah. and and sometimes that is not a big deal. It's yeah. it's if it is a pattern, right? This is a pattern behavior. It's not just a one off. Your timing was off. It's mm-hmm. a consistent. Your timing yeah. is off. Then I really think we need to go back and recreate why and and hone in on the timing and helping the student learn their timing with their dog's timing mm-hmm. and learning to read that i agree um and it's also i think it depends on your trainer as well um, especially if you're like going to a seminar say the seminar people are, want to focus on what they want to focus on right so their courses that they have specialized in they will focus on that so if your dog is getting you know skipping the contact because you're not you know you're running away from it or whatever um they're probably not going to focus on that because they're going to say well that's great i'm not here to work on contacts with you i'm not here to work on you know rear cross timing with you i'm here to teach you how to do weevil entries right and right. so if you go to one trainer and they might be like okay that's not what we're doing today we're going to do this instead you know whatever um and you're like well wait nobody ever told me that i was you know bad at timing on this and it's like well maybe you just never asked maybe you know you're like no 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 i want to do something different your trainer you're you're paying your trainer so they will work on what you want to work on in a private especially or on seminars um actually not in seminars but do you see what i'm saying i do see what you're saying the question is i guess how do they fix it how do they fix it with without a trainer giving them input right unless they know what they're doing wrong right but the dog is telling you the dog is telling you what you're doing wrong yeah and by telling i mean they're jumping up they're biting at you um they're refusing the obstacle they're refusing the obstacle but i mean if they start if they start um oh gosh what's it called redirecting on you and you're like oh man my dog's you know such a bad dog it might be you have you considered okay, that but the that's call a dog, is coming from inside the house? But that's a dog that stresses up. Well, yes, but I mean... I'm, but like, what about like, dogs that stress down? Well, yeah. Because I was, was going to... You know, my One of my biggest... I'm, I'm elbowing you out of the way here so I can <laughs> get my point across. Um, one of my biggest things is people always say, oh, I don't want a Sheltie because they spin. I've always said since day one, your Sheltie will not spin if you're handling correctly. I've never, Dottie spins constantly, all the time at home, all the time. She's like a record player. She doesn't do it in trials though. Not to say I'm a god of timing, but we're pretty on, I'd say most of the time. And so... Yeah, spinning's a, spinning is an indicator that something's yeah, going so wrong. Spinning, biting, but I know you wanted to say a dog that shuts down. Right, so a dog that stresses up, 
Those are the spinners. Those are the biters. Those are the ankle grabbers. <laughs> a dog that stresses down, and interestingly, Dottie goes both directions. Yeah, she's so weird. Um, dogs that stress down sniff, they just, or stop working altogether. Yeah. Right? And so if we have, and, and you want to address both of them, mm-hmm. I think that the dog that stresses up, personally, for me, is easier to deal with. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that that does come down to just training a few more skills in their, like, if they're spinning, that means that they probably don't have a go cue. Right. Right, they don't have a go forward cue. Right. So that's definitely one that, you know, if they're spinning because you're late, because you're behind. Yeah. Then, yeah, they need more distance skills. They need more go cueing skills, um, more obstacle commitment skills, right? So definitely... I would prefer for my own dog to stress up than to stress down. A dog that stresses down, Dottie stressing down with the leash, that is a stress down. I don't want to get back on leash. I'm refusing to do that. Um, So for the dogs that stress down, I think it's very, very important that we realize we only have so much bandwidth Mm. per session, per day, per week, per month. Yeah. Right. And if they are stressing down, then definitely need to pull back on the training, but make it more um, user friendly to the dog. Right. Right. Build in more skills Mm -hmm. so that they can handle a handler with less skills. And, right. Yeah, I mean, right. Yeah, it, I agree. And and that's not to say that dogs that stress down, you know, are meek little dogs that don't know anything. I not mean, at all. I've met many, many dogs on world teams, dogs that have won in Europe, you know, on world teams. And their handler's like, oh, yeah, she's, you know, if I tell her she's wrong, she'll just shut down. And these are dogs that these are border collies that are like insane, you know. And they're like, their handler's like, yeah, you know, if she knows she's wrong, she'll, she'll shut down. And so it's not to say if like your dog is, you know, meek and scared. It's not to say that they'll be like that forever. Yeah, they're not. They they're not necessarily fearful. Yeah, or like but they slow t- and like. But they don't know, like they... to be told they're wrong. Exactly. They don't like to be told they're wrong, and so if they don't like to be told they're wrong, and your handling is telling them that they're wrong, <laughs> then their skills have to be stronger. Right. And if their skills aren't stronger, then you either a stop sequencing and train the skill itself. Mm-hmm. So that your handling can be less optimal and at the same time, make your handling more optimal by <laughs> understanding your timing of and, and how your behavior directly affects your dog's behavior. Right. Right. So we were working on last two weeks, last week. Yeah. Last week in class, we were working on a directional line of motion Yeah. and how, if a dog is at a stopped behavior in a stop position, like a, a stay, a start line, stay pause table, stop contacts that in order to get them, if you want some lateral distance in order to get them to go on their line over to their obstacle, they have to have some obstacle commitment. Oh yeah, absolutely. Right. And, and so if they don't have that, we are working on a a directive line of motion towards a tire and some of my younger dogs, they definitely, I told, I told them right out of the gate. I said, working this directional line of motion, if the tire is struggling, if they are, if they're not confident on their job on the tire, we're going to open up a training hole with this tire off uh, skill set. Okay. Okay. So giving the dogs lateral distance 
on a tire for a directional line of motion. So the, the dog's on the pause table, you're laterally away from them, you give them one step towards indication to go take the tire. If they pull off the tire and don't go out there by themselves, we have a ton- tire problem. Yeah. Not a directional line of motion problem. Right. Right. And so we sat there and we, for every dog that showed us they had a training gap, I stopped the exercise and said, this is what we're working on. We're working on the tire. Yeah. And we built up more value for going through the tire with less handler help um, before we can go and do a directional line of motion. Right. A lateral, a lateral send essentially to the tire. Right. And. So it was interesting to watch these dogs that they showed us immediately. Yeah. There's a training gap. Yeah, the tires are a pretty good one for training gaps, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, tires are a great one. There's a lot of, and I'm not saying, maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's what, what, what I'm trying to get at is that when you see a training gap going on and doing the rest of the course, you're not addressing the training gap. Right. You're bypassing the training gap <laughs> yeah. by moving on. Yeah. So if the dog is telling you, I don't know how to do this, or just the parameters of which you, that you've asked them to do it, distance, speed, location, yeah. all of these, if one of those is lacking and the dog gives you the wrong answer on what you want as an answer, yeah. then that's a training gap. Yeah. Don't just bypass it. Right pull it out of the sequence and train it. But sometimes the training gap does include the speed. Yeah. Right. And that's why I want to take it back three, four obstacles to recreate the speed, Mm -hmm. to recreate the the exact angle that the tunnel puts you on or the, the last weave pull puts you on. Right. Right. It's different than if you start it after the weave pulls, right. Especially after the tunnel, especially if you set them up at an angle it's very, very easy. You're like, oh, yeah, they'll get this. Problem solved. Let's go. Right. It's like me going to school, right? And I'm like, okay, I'm an English major, English language. And I'm like, but I don't know what a verb is. And they're like, that's okay. You can graduate. It's like, no, 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 no. That's not how it works. Right? I mean, a rear cross, especially, it's one of the three key moves of agility. You're going to be using a rear cross all the time for the rest of your agility career. And, well, I, know, and, and I know the rear cross is a, um, an example that we gave, but it's a very good one because it's a very common training gap. Well, and lateral, lateral stuff is a really good training gap, yeah. too. Yeah, well, just because, like, yeah, not Lat- a lot of people either think later- about it. Right, laterally um, uh, next to you or laterally in front of you, yeah. right? Like, send forwards. Yeah. Um, and then and then if you're in front of the dog, you're pulling Gs on the dog, right? right? You're pulling them along, which is causing more speed, yeah. which in itself may be the training gap, is right. the speed itself coming into an obstacle is is too much for them they haven't trained for it yeah right so in some i I think that's what i wanted to say is that when you when i want my students to go back i want to recreate what that problem is and that is the training gap yeah that makes sense i agree so yeah if it's a skill we just work the skill but if it's the skill is understood then maybe the skill is the speed coming in or the (laughs) angle coming in yeah if you're confused, let us know at gogetofagility.com. <laughs> so that's it. I think we're good. All right. Thank All right. you, Emma. Thank you, mother. Go get them. Go get them. Woof, woof. Woof, woof. <laughs>